0: All right, here we go.
1: Hey, uh, hey, Anthony, do you like do you like my new shirt?
0: Sure, man. It's cool. Could have been better. What was that? I said it could have been better. You want to fight about it? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hold on a second. We don't need to fight. We don't? All you need to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchises ranged from Skullgirls to Street Fighter and even Blaze Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com slash question mark AFF equals four to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. Hello, everybody. We are back. It has been a week since we've been back to talk about games, um, due because of the Super Bowl last week. But uh, we're back. We're talking about games. We're here, and uh, does something happened while while we're away. Uh, uh, so, before so before we get into it, obviously, we have to introduce my co-host, the one who uh, has always been who has been the one that's uh, my. My thorn in my side sometimes, but at the same time, he is the one that brings some normalcy to the podcast, and that is Greg Dietz. Ah. <laughs> I say that and he does that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, as Greg said in the chat, we are going to do a, a long after uh, p- uh, after uh, hours post show just because, like, I like the fact that, like, the week we don't have a show is the week where big news has happened to pop up. I was like, oh, thanks, game industry. I would love to talk about this, but no. <laughs> you you yeah. end up having this right when we're not doing anything. <laughs> so, uh, but nonetheless, we do have a show um, for the past week. But uh, so let's get right into it. And let me do this so that Greg can see.
1: All right. Yay.
0: Okay. So, oops, that's a little too early to that for that.
1: Hey, starting off with the Overwatch, but
0: it got it. I was like, wow, no no, 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 All right. Um, our first topic of the day. Okay, this broke this past weekend. I was actually at a friend's place uh, playing some Dragon Ball, and uh, the new Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer came out, uh, and one of the big things that came out of it was that, uh, aside from, like, the... Uh, the Vinita, or Vinita, uh, whatever that character's name um is back uh but uh monster uh monster inc is now part of the world or part of the the, the world that you get to go and uh, team up with uh Soli and mike um and go through that world fighting you know the nobodies and whatnot um so yeah that, that was the announcement that happened this past weekend but more importantly um, two things that came out of this. Uh, it still says summer 2018. They're still aiming, or not summer. Um, it still says 2018 as far as like this game is is indeed coming out, uh, this year. Um, but the one thing that was tweeted afterwards is that the date will be announced at E3, uh, for Kingdom Hearts 3. So more than likely, if I were to guess, it's going to be, um, announced, uh, at E3. And then the date will be probably be in the fall. More than likely. Unless they say, like, hey, it's going to be in the summer, which they could do, too, but I think it's more than likely just kind of going off of, you know, the gaming trends that usually happens when they have an announcement, it's going to be in the fall. So, but, um, yeah, pe- people are losing their shit for this, so.
1: Yeah, I actually still haven't watched the trailer, um, but uh, but, yeah, it, it, I, I'm excited about having Monsters, Inc. in it. I love the Monsters, Inc. franchise. Like, mm-hmm. you know, arguably, the the uh, university show or whatever movie was not as good, but well, I, it was alright.
0: <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't
1: great. Um, I do love the memes that are coming off of all the character mm. designs, like the like like Goofy, like
0: yeah, like, yes. <laughs> 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 um, and a was, lot of weed jokes. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, yeah, no, it's it, this is I've forgotten like out of like the mystical game that have been like. You know talked about or seen also Tangles in this I forgot to mention Tangled is now in this oh, world
1: <laughs> yeah I've, I've, I've known that Tangled was gonna be in it for a while. I didn't know like again I haven't watched this trailer I'm like watching it for the first time right now yeah Um. yeah but that was the first time I ever seen some Tangled footage
0: yeah I, I didn't I didn't I'm kind of been I've known about this game but like I haven't really like really uh, dug into like you know who is exactly in it universe wise Um.
1: again well, sort of to me like first off Valeria says goofy is disgusting <laughs> Well, he's supposed to look like a guy like oh i'm sorry i fucking immediately the uh, teacup <laughs> ride was part of it. anyway um he's supposed to look like that world and if he looks like a monster then mission and accomplished huh
0: yeah definitely definitely um yeah yeah
1: sorry god it's, damn it yeah god damn it <laughs>
0: um th- always
1: with your words so
0: yes yeah, so, so i was saying like um it's it's one of those mythical games that you know that has been around for a while and has yet to come out. And you know, you know, beyond good Evil Two, Kingdom Hearts Three was one of them. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, well, I don't say Shadow of Colossus, but like you get what I'm saying. Like there's there like these games which take a very long time. That's been of the last generation or yesteryear. Um, yeah,
1: I, I've talked about it before. Like, is Kingdom Hearts Three going to sell well? Like, is it going to do well because it's had such a long uh development time.
0: I don't you know? know actually. I want to say that it will sell pretty well, but like for the amount of time that Square Enix has put into this. Well, to be fair, the guy who makes Kingdom Hearts games for Square Enix, like it they take ages to make a proper sequel. Um <laughs> so when it comes to if it will make back its money, I don't think it will. Will it sell well enough? I think it I would think it you do okay I don't think it will sell Bangbusters is what I'll, is what I'll get at um, yeah
1: I mean I'll tell you right now what they're gonna have to do before 3 even releases is come out with some kind of compendium like maybe a video situation that's like here's everything leading up to Kingdom Hearts
0: yeah, 3
1: because I, <laughs> I, it's been so long I have no idea there's been like 18 <laughs> games between 2 and 3 like
0: I will say this like even if you did that like I still feel like you'd be confused. I just like I watched what was like the lore in like a Probably. minute. I, I saw like a video online which is like Kingdom Hearts lore in like a minute and it's like even then I was like what I'm like did the it, I would say like the Kingdom Hearts lore is just as convoluted and complex as Metal Gear Solid. Like- yeah. Absolutely. absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well that's why there's that joke in the um in the Starbomb song uh the simple uh simple plot of of um it's, um, the first song in the first album is about, uh, Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. And then in the album two, it's about Metal Gear Solid. And at the end, um, the, the host played by Danny goes, can we get someone out here who doesn't have a convoluted plot? And it's like, hi, I'm Sora from Kingdom Hearts. And he just goes, <laughs> no! Because it's accurate, like... There are a lot of convoluted video game plots. Oh, you know, yes. you want to talk about, like, like yes. Devil May Cry is a convoluted fucking plot, but... Eh, I wouldn't, wouldn't be... I will not go that far. It's convoluted. It's convoluted. It's not terribly convoluted. Okay, yeah. Well, because it, what it I was going nice. to say is that where Kingdom Hearts lies on the spectrum of convoluted, it's way the fuck over here where Devil May Cry is still, like, right here.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, definitely. <laughs> it's just, like... What makes Kingdom Hearts, you know, so uh, uh, sought after and and people wanting to play it is is the Disney franchise. Like, yeah,
0: that's a big yeah. thing. That's a big thing. It was the same thing for, I want to say, Sonic Forces, where people who enjoyed that game. Because it was literally like, oh, I, get to, I get to be my own furry character and play with Sonic. It's the same idea with this. It's like, I'm Sora and I'm playing with all the Disney characters that I grew up watching or am watching right now. So it's kind of that, I feel like that is why a lot of people are playing it, just to kind of put themselves um, in it, in a way. I
1: want to address, I want to address something that uh, Josh says in the chat. Uh, he says, Final Fantasy fifteen sold pretty well. I would imagine Kingdom Hearts three will. Here's here's the difference between those two games, though. Final Fantasy fifteen. everyone knows that the Final Fantasy franchise is not game-to-game-to-game. Yeah. Like, you can pick up any Final Fantasy game, well, maybe not any at this point, I mean, there's 10 2 <laughs> and shit like that, but... Um but uh for the most part, if it's a numbered title, a strictly numbered title, it's going to be its own story, its own game. Mm-hmm. Uh Kingdom Hearts three is not that. This is a continuation from one and two and everything else. From what I understand, this is supposed to be a the this is this is the final story, like this ends everything.
0: Assum- um, assumedly Assumingly.
1: <laughs> I mean, from what I heard he wanted to make it a trilogy. Like yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. But then again, you know, my my concern is that like you know I talk to people like my nephews and and other kids you know, like I talk to kids when I'm at work and I mention Kingdom Hearts and they seem interested because of the Disney aspect but everything else is is totally like lost to them.
0: Let's leave, let's we forget and I'm not sure if it was.
1: I, I could be wrong. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not stating that I could. I, yeah. I'm, that I'm. Oh, totally right on this. But no,
0: no, no, right. No, I was I was gonna put in like let's we forget that like. And maybe I haven't played any of the recent Kingdom Hearts game, but, like, the Kingdom Hearts games, as far as I remember, are hard as shit. <laughs> Especially the first one. Um And, uh... I, I don't to-
1: remember them being hard as shit, but continue.
0: Yeah, so I was, like, thinking about it. It's like, wait a minute. If it comes out and it's as I remembered, are we going to get a bunch of reviews saying, like, Kingdom Hearts 3 is the Dark Souls of, like, whatever? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs>
1: Because people suck. That's why.
0: Because <laughs> game journalism can't can't play games. They can't review. I actually, games they suck.
1: I actually remember when I played the first Kingdom Hearts and you get to Traverse Town. Mm-hmm. And there's that moment where it's like you have to go to this area and defeat this one monster real quick. And and I swear to God, I spent an hour <laughs> in like different locations trying to find this damn monster. And he was just down one of the alleyways that I did check. So one of the funny so, so mad
0: funny stories about Kingdom Hearts is like uh, I was at a lamb party. No, I hosted a lamb party years and years ago um and my friend buys a ps2 so he played oh, hey cat um so <laughs> he <laughs> he um he started playing the uh just got brand new kingdom hearts 2 it just came out and he started playing the the game and like we were playing halo we were playing other games and like we didn't realize it but like two hours later he's like i just beat the prologue and i can play the main game i was like what
1: yeah, what? I was, was going to mention that too, yeah. I mean, I don't think Kingdom Hearts 3 will do that, because that was kind of a... That
0: would be bullshit, it did.
1: <laughs> what's a land party to shut it? Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I remember, I remember we started off the game, and we didn't know who the hell this character was. And it wasn't until, like, the little pods that Sora, Goofy, and Donald are in that me and my brother were just like, oh my god, like... That's where they were at the end of Chain of Memories. Like we we freaked out because we'd played the hell out of Chain of Memories. Right, right. Um, but even then, at that point, like there were so many people who didn't play Chain of Memories, and we just like, "What is this? Yeah, yeah. Why did this happen? Why was this thing?" So I don't think they're gonna do the same thing. Yeah, I hope not. Um, but I mean, there's still gonna be a lot of other convoluted, like everything with Organization uh, 13 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So.
0: Yep. Regardless, I. Th- you know i say i mean yeah. yeah i think people are excited i'm happy for those people i am i gonna sit down and watch a playthrough maybe but just to see what the hell happens um and to get in the conclusion but yeah i mean like we'll see how it goes and when it comes out and how well it'll sell i think the key things one more thing to add in before we move on to the next subject i think the key and i guess it's me as a pc gamer i think if they if they exp- <laughs> if they put that to a pc it would be help them out I mean, it, it did, It's doing well. It's gonna be doing. It's gonna do well for Five Hundred and Fifteen when it comes in on PC. So
1: guys, leave, leave it to Anthony to make an <laughs> unintentional punt about a key.
0: Uh, that was not on purpose, but I'll take it. Oh,
1: I know it was not. I'm aware it was not.
0: I, I I'll, the, I'll take it. Key, I'll take the it. The key
1: to
0: Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> All right, moving on to our next topic at hand. Um, Capcom, not in the. When, he, when it comes to their fighting game division, a few other things recently, they've not been in the, in the greatest of places. Um, this is off of Kutaku.com, written by Ian Walker. Marvelous Concom Infinite won't be on the Capcom Pro Tour. Things just keep getting worse for Marvelous Comic-Con Infinite just uh, days after the game was publicly snubbed by the Evolution Championship Series. Compete uh, as our. Uh, Yeah, Compete has learned that the latest installment of the storied Marvel's Capcom franchise won't receive the same support as the sibling Street Fighter V. Capcom Pro Tour was established by the developer in 2014 as a follow-up to the previous integral Capcom Cup. Instead of of remaining a varied event, uh, however, Capcom Pro Tour shipped the Capcom Cup on exclusively Street Fighter Affair, dropping Ultimate Marvel's Capcom 3 in the process. Uh, Marvel's Combat Infinite launched in September 2017, making it too late to join the Calcomper Tour that year instead. A separate event known as Battle of the Stones was created, injecting a few unique gimmicks into the mix for the game's first official championship. Given enough time to become a regular fixture on the grassroots circuit, it seemed likely that Infinite would be invited to join the Calcom Tour in 2018, and that was a broad expectation in the fighting game community. But it didn't happen. Um, to coincide this, they also had recently had layoffs as well. Uh, recently, um, that included not not necessary uh, not necessarily because of uh, Marvel, but uh, because of other their other franchise Dead rising that was uh, not doing too well or not didn't sell as well as expected. Which you know I could have told you that. Um, but Capcom has not been having a, a good time as of late when it comes to that. They're selling like, bang busters with uh, Monster Hunter Worlds. Like that's the game that's saving their asses right now, and that's the one the game that everybody is playing. But yeah, absolutely. when it comes to Marvel versus Capcom, um, this and said this on Twitter, and I'm on the two on two minds of this. One that this is Capcom's, this himself from the game, and basically treating it as this the red ha- uh, hair chest uh, stepchild.
1: I have a hard time.
0: What why why do you say that?
1: Because I used to think that back in the day, I used to think that if a if a developer if a publisher, developer if you will was in like the game was bad and it seemed like they didn't care or whatever that they were just trying to get their hands off of it by making a poor game um but i have been corrected many times about that because there's no way a developers is going to spend that kind of money and not try to put something into the game mm-hmm. um do i think that at the end of the day <laughs> sorry no no Chad, it, 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 be
0: right it's great yes
1: <laughs> um but uh, uh, that's the problem with doing a live podcast, folks, you get distracted very easily <laughs> by the chat. Yes, that's, um, why should,
0: that's why you should join us. Um, but go on. <laughs>
1: um, uh, I, don't, I just I don't believe for a second that Capcom was intentionally trying to make this game bad to distance themselves I from don't, making the game. I don't,
0: I don't think they were intentionally making it bad. I think that everything leading up to Marvel vs. Capcom they did them to themselves everything PR wise made it um ma- made made it harder for them to sell the game to sell people on the game um not not to mention you know what they were saying that were angering people but like the rhetoric about the game and like it wasn't just you know from the community but like other outlets were saying like yeah the game doesn't look good you know some of the assistants are in place it doesn't feel right um alongside well, i i
1: don't i feel i do absolutely i do agree that once you played the game and you see the game that it does feel like the budget and the uh, yeah. effort was not put forth mm-hmm. um but i don't think that that had anything to do with capcom wanting to distance themselves i just think that i think that capcom has a weird way when it comes to their franchise and if something gets to a point where they feel like maybe it should be retired they want to retire it even though fans are still out crying for it um you'll see this happen in like 10 years with monster hunter i promise you that um and then you'll see a resurgence of monster hunter i I, what what i feel like is going to happen now with marvel's capcom franchise is it'll go dormant for a little for a while. Yeah. For a be. hot minute. Yeah. It will. After after this it'll it'll go it like you won't see any for a hot minute. Right, right.
0: And
1: then suddenly it's just like Marvel vs Capcom four and it's amazing. Like it's just a fucking fantastic game. Yeah. I,
0: I, so, and, and not to mention like this is the first time like in this time period that we had other companies bring out versus games that looked better or played better than Marvel vs Capcom. Like it always beat Capcom always had that versus title for the longest time it's always been their thing but because in this current generation this current era you have games like Dragon Ball Fighters you got games like Blaze Blue you got games coming up pretty soon like the new King of Fighters games coming out this summer um this based on all the girls from King of Fighters is also a tag game so you're getting yeah. so you're getting games that normally wouldn't uh, challenge Capcom's main versus series but now are and now people have more of a choice rather than playing just the one that Capcom ma- uh, makes.
1: Also I feel I feel like working with Marvel right now is a
0: pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and again this another person pointed out, pointed out to me uh, about this is that you know it could be it could be also Disney as well you know pull, pulling the strings on this only for the sake of this. Um I don't what, I don't
1: think Disney. I mean, you might be right about that because of merchandise and all that kind of shit, but. I mean, uh, uh, you, you look at the lineup, you look at the lineup in Marvel's Capcom Infinite, and it's like all these characters that are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Yeah, that's like, that's that's one of the things, too, is like they were hamstrung by having these characters in the game more than likely was influenced because there's movies about them coming up pretty soon, and they can't go yeah. too far, far fetched as far as like what they else they can include.
1: Yeah, um, imagine being somebody who's never seen the, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but you've played. Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and Rocket Raccoon has, like, that Cockney British accent, mm-hmm. and then you play this, and he's in this one, you're like, sweet, I get to play him again, but then he sounds like a terrible Bradley Cooper, because yeah. um, arguably he sounds awful in this game. <laughs> uh, but, um, like, how could you imagine being confused by that? Like, it's very, very clearly Marvel trying to shoehorn their franchise's they're, they're major, they're major moneymakers into the game. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I imagine, I imagine for the sake of developers, uh, that's a giant pain in the team.
0: Yeah. And that's a mention that, you know, going back to what I said about Disney is that somebody pointed this out to me and it, it could be right. It could be true. It could be not. But like, um, saying this, Disney has, you know, could also play, uh, play a part um, you know, they were quick on EA when, in regards to uh, Battlefront Two and how bad how the uh, press was really bad for them, um, and m- made them take away the transactions you know, at that moment for the game. So I wouldn't be surprised if if Disney was in the same thinking of of this game, as far as like, hey, there's some bad press about this game from a lot of outlets and from people within the community and whatnot. Let's let's not, you know, it's not looking good for this game. Let's distance ourselves away from the game and it could be a, a theory that that could be also another and thing it too they might be
1: dissing themselves now but not i don't think they were before controversy before uh now evo like yeah i don't i think i think like after a little while you're not going to see any updates for this game
0: yeah that's like, that's true the one thing that is that is um and i will also it is because i said it on twitter is that two things um people are still playing the game and regardless of how many people are, and this is talking more of a competitive side of me, no matter how many people are playing it, whether it be like five, ten, twenty people, as long as you guys keep playing the game and supporting the scene, like the game will still be alive. It is not quote unquote, um, quote unquote dead. But
1: well, yeah, I've always, you know I've always said like if you want something to stay alive, like you got to put effort into it being alive. So, um, you know, like they announced the new uh, Mega Man game. And- you want more Mega Man? Buy Mega Man Eleven. Yes, up.
0: definitely, definitely. I will say though, on the other side of things, just compared to the previous years, it is interesting to see the fact like, if you look up this, the the PC Steam numbers for um, for uh, Marvel right now, it is very very low. Like, it's 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 at a point to where like I think it last saw like fifty people were only playing online, maybe less than that on PC version. I Unless,
1: was bored playing the game. Yeah. Like, and that's coming from somebody who doesn't play fighters mm-hmm. because I'm just not good at them. I have fun playing, like, let's say the story mode on easy or something to that effect. I was bored playing just a little bit of Marvel's Capcom Infinite.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. With like uh, uh, injustice too. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that was super fun to play. Yeah, like extremely fun to play. And then of course you know uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Like mm-hmm. had a blast playing that, even though yeah. I cheese the hell out of it. Like yeah,
0: I think that Capcom is definitely going to take this as a as a huge learning thing. I mean I, I'm glad that Mo- that Street Fighter Ar- uh, Arcade Edition is actually. They put in the stuff, you know. Took them two years, but they finally fixed what needed to be fixed in that game. On top of putting in more modes to have more complete game than when it was on launch. Um, and they're learning that lesson again with Marvel. So I hope that they learn from this lesson and they come back with a a much better game. Um, and they and, and they come out there and said like, yeah, we need to take our time with our games, uh, especially with Marvel, and just like make sure that they're polished. So. They're definitely gonna be they're definitely gonna be taking the time to learn it, but like also oh, this they, they did this to themselves at the same time. Um, and will it be again, people are gonna play it regardless. Um, but it's definitely kind and of And I
1: guarantee you I guarantee you the evil chat's gonna say, When's Marvel?
0: Well no, it's gonna be where's Marvel <laughs> at this uh, point. Um, you're probably
1: right about that, but Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I forgot to post the right. stories in the chat. Give me one second, that real quick. Um, so, our next story, speaking of, this might be the most esports-esque podcast we've done in a while, but, uh, Evo lineups were announced, Here here is the picture, as far as, like, who is in it, it was announced this past Tuesday, hang on a second, there we go, it was announced this past Tuesday, regarding who exactly are gonna be in Evo's main games, um, and, here it is, from, from top to bottom, Tekken 7, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, Street Fighter V Arcade Edition, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, Guilty Gear Xrd 2, Injustice 2, Super Smash Brothers Melee, and the one last spot went to Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, this is gonna be the main 8 games that are gonna be played at Evo this year. Um, as far as uh, will there be other games? Yes. Um, there will be side tournaments, there will be uh, a stage specifically for that um, Especially in the you know, BYOC area um, There's going to be tons of other tournaments that will be streamed at EVO But these are the main 8 that will be on the main EVO channels As well as showcased uh, And one of the cool things So one of the things about EVO for those who don't know Is that op- more often than not um, Mr. Wizard, uh, he, that's his tag name who throw in a game that is yet to come out or close to coming out, um, and he's been doing this, I would say, in the last five years, maybe more so. Um, so uh, you know, it was a bit, it was kind of surprised that they've put in Blaze Blue, but the of counter back on the previous EVOs, most of the times in most EVOs back then was majority Capcom games. Um, so you had, uh, so you had um. Street Fighter, Marvel, um, among other Capcom games, maybe out at, uh, at the moment. And I'm, I saw a list of, like, you know, how many there were, and now to now to today, like, there's only one Capcom game, and that's uh, Street Fighter. And majority of the other games are um, varied. So we got uh, three anime games from Arxis, we got uh, Bandit Namco for Tekken 7, um, we got Injustice 2 uh, coming in back. Uh, what else? Injustice 2, ba- yeah. And then we got the uh, Capcom game as well. So, it's interesting to see the kind of evolution for a second. Or the the, uh, evolution. It's interesting to see how... Second unintended pun of the night, folks. I know. It's interesting to see... Put up that counter! (laughs) It's interesting to see how times have changed. And this is more of a settlement or more of a testament of people or game companies really up in their game and really able to diverse, uh, you know, events like this as far as like you know there used to be games that you know the evo that you wouldn't normally see on a stage would be set as a side tournament or, or not at all uh, but now times have changed so, like we have three big anime games going to be on the stage um and alongside you know your t- traditional fighters um with injustice with street fighter and so on so yeah I- i'm
1: not like a, i'm not like a huge um uh, uh fan of uh, playing fighting games but i definitely i definitely look forward to evo every year because it's 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 my thing my thing about um sorry i'm trying to think of how i want to say this my thing about competitive things in general is i love watching the top tier players um which i'll talk about later during the east or the, the overwatch minute Ba-da-ba-ba-da, tying it in um <laughs> right but uh like, a lot of the games that were announced here, like, are very, like, I, I, I'm i actually interested for the first time, I have to watch a fucking Tekken tournament, so there's that. Yeah. Like, I've never been a big fan of Tekken.
0: I love, and, I love watching Tekken, it's so good.
1: <laughs> well, like, Tekken 7 has impressed me this year. Mm-hmm. Like, for the first time in a long time, like, I've been legitimately like, wow, oh, Tekken, Tekken looks really good this year. And I'm excited for, like, future year. Like, I keep thinking about, like, what games could they possibly add, like, other fighters that we've... Heard of and like do you think Soul Calibur could ever be a part
0: of uh EVO? I mean that was one of the rumors when they were announcing this Evo lineup because Soul Calibur Six uh was shown, I believe it's coming out this year. I want to say. Um, but yeah, like if anything, we'll probably see something out of Evo for Soul Calibur Six. More than likely during the Tekken finals or before it happens, like Harada might come out there, or what's his name, and i like, can announce, like, hey, here's a new character for Soul Calibur Six, and then maybe a release date, maybe, if we get that lucky. Um uh, yeah but um
1: the game is showing off right now i'm excited about just because of like i love crossover stuff so that's oh gonna yeah. be fun
0: yeah definitely definitely um
1: and the announcers for that game are going to be interesting too because yeah. that's the thing about that's <laughs> the thing about like announcer for any fighting game in general is like you have to know the game really well especially if you're announcing an evo oh yeah definitely um, definitely and uh <laughs> like there are so many different types of characters and uh, franchises in cross battle that uh, cross tag battle, I should say that like, it's going to be fascinating to hear the, uh, hear the, the, just like, and then he brings in their blah blood for this. Yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely. I think that there's, there's even more characters to be added to blaze blue uh, cross tag battle. Um, they, uh, there's still like more characters oh God, to announce. Yeah, yeah. Incl- yeah. Including like other Gus characters. So I'm this is only me this is only me wanting it to happen. If it happens it'd be great. But uh hey, I would like to have a Skullgirls character in it cuz t- technically Skullgirls is under the uh, under the the the, uh, the umbrella of, of Atlas. So um, but yeah, I would love to have that. That'd be cool. Um, are you
1: are you a Skullfighter or Skullgirls uh fans still uh, pushing
0: for uh, for Skullgirls at evo still trying uh, no we have we, so here, <laughs> side story um uh Skullgirls, uh <laughs> i mean Skullgirls have not been like treated well at evo ever you know even after they were at evo that one year when they uh, co-won the 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 uh what was it it was the uh donation drive uh, cancer uh thing we raised enough money to get into evo um so it, it, it like since then like Evo hasn't treated the Skullgirls uh, game and scene not as great, and since then um, we've uh, you know decided that our Evo is going to be combo Breaker, which is another big fighting tournament that happens in Chicago in May, um, and that that is something we form uh, around as far as like this is our Evo, this is our thing. Okay. So screw Evo for what it, for what they're doing. So you know if it like as far as like when it comes to Skullgirls being evil i we've all long forgotten about that and done done our own thing um but would i like a Skullgirls character in blaze blue tag battle i think that'd be hilarious and funny and i'd like to do see you, that
1: do you think and again i'm not part of the fgc so i don't know this well enough mm-hmm. and maybe the chat also people in the chat who are part of the fgc i know that there's some in there yep do you guys and i'm asking chat included Feel that maybe EVO chooses their game specifically not on the game's quality, but on the game's popularity.
0: Uh, I'd say uh, yes. I would also say money is involved, even though they don't say it. It they, Their money does indeed involve uh, when it comes to that. Um, but I would say popularity is part of it, yes. I would say uh, popularity and money. I think that's the probably the two base things, actually. <laughs> because... Um, if it, cause you know, when they were announcing the, 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 the last spot, it was going to be, he announced that Dragon Ball Fighters was going to be over Marvel. And even, he even answered the question, uh, there was a question asked from like, um, the second half of the show where they asked him like, you know, where's Marvel? And he basically, Mr. Wizard, Mr. Wizard basically uh, went out there and said that the reason why that Marvel's not in it is because, you know, there isn't enough players to support it or there isn't enough support for the game. Um, so, you know, you're, well, you I'm not
1: just talking, yeah, I'm not just talking about popularity in terms of players playing because you can still get enough players to do a tournament. Right. Um, but, like, yeah, the chat chat's clearly, like, confirming my speculation on why the games were chosen. Um, but, uh, popularity in terms of viewership. Like,
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Mighty, Sandwich
1: says, Mighty Sandwich says viewership matters, and that's exactly where my thought process yes. is going, which yes. is why I was asking that, because I, I like to think that, like Skullgirls, as good of a game as it is, is not as popular as the other nine games that were announced.
0: Yeah, no, 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 you're right. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like if you are, if you look up any like tournament, especially though, no, especially this past week, if you watch uh, Battle Circuit, it is a, a weekly local tournament that happens in New York um, on Wednesday on Wednesday uh, afternoons or Wednesday Wednesday evenings, um, and the last two times they've streamed Dragon Ball Fighters. Their peak was around 15,000 people watching just on a weekly, just on a local. Now, if we're going EVO levels, we're talking Dragon Ball Fighters alone is going to just ramp up so high in terms of viewership. So, yes, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And that also means, like, a, you know, the, the viewership is going to be high. So, it means more eyes on sponsors, more eyes on, uh, you know, potentially, you know, selling merch uh, for EVO and whatnot. So, you know, the more eyes, the more viewers, the better the cash flow comes in. So,
1: yeah, and, and that's, yeah, that's exactly my, that's exactly where my thought process was. I just wanted to confirm by you guys. <laughs> right, right. No, definitely, um, definitely,
0: definitely. No, it's, it, it's definitely something that they do keep in mind. Um, I will say one more thing before we close this segment is that, uh, the coolest, one of the coolest things that came out, uh, out of the Evo announcements was that the producer, uh, of the game, um, she announced that she's going to, uh, enter, uh, Dragon Ball fighters at Evo and compete uh, with the other uh, competitors. So, which is really cool. Uh, it's gonna be super awesome. Um, so either she's gonna go through pools and, and like destroy people, um, or <laughs> or she'll get beat badly by somebody. And then when she gets back to the studios it's like I'm gonna nerf this character. <laughs> That's the uh, the double. So I'm pretty sure that won't happen. But like, um, it's really cool to see her um, going out there and that she's gonna be. Um, uh, supporting the scene, but also she's going to compete as well. So that's that's really cool. I I, I really think that. So, and I'll post a, I'll post a link in the chat for those want to check out the video uh, for those who might have not seen it. Okay, awesome. Moving on to our next topic at hand. Give me a second here. So, in our esports eccentric uh, podcast night. Um, so. Um what was I gonna say? Uh Injustice Two and this is more for you really, uh Greg, but like they uh they they initi- they initially announced that the the Turtles were coming to Injustice Two, I wanna say during the E League. Um and they dropped the trailer right then and there, everybody got excited and we're all wondering like how exactly does this work? Like how exactly does the Turtles uh fight one another or fight as a team, as they said in the in the trailer. not So, yeah, no, they don't. So, they basically, you swap characters on the select screen. And each character uh, does something different, obviously.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's almost as if it's different skins. But Mm -hmm. they all play differently and have, like, they have the same finishing combo, I want to say. Right, right. But, like, Donnie has something that nobody else has. You can put, like, a shocker thing on the floor that prevents the enemy from jumping for a little bit. And um raf is more of a brawler whereas uh leo sword his katana so he can kind of do different. they all play differently at the point like they all play very differently but like what you're about to see Raphael's about to do the the finishing combo thing here on um i can't remember that character's name uh
0: yeah i forgot his name this, too but yeah go for it
1: <laughs> this combo is all four turtles share this combo nice or this this finishing the finisher or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. so i'm very like the thing that sucks here's the thing that sucks i want to play the turtles i do i really badly do but i don't have the game and if i were to rent the game i didn't have to buy the dlc with the game in order to play as the turtles and i'm just not willing to do that that pizza looks way too real
0: (laughs) um they actually mocap that pizza by the way I I, I I shit you not.
1: Wow, wow! <laughs> I did not know that. Now you can mocap pizza, but yeah. there we are. Um, but uh, I yeah, the the way the turtles look is so good. Like I really really dig the design. You know what's funny is around the time like it, what's cracking me up with the internet is I don't know if you saw this, and we have time, so I'm just going to kind of talk about it. But Nickelodeon announced a new Ninja Turtle cartoon called uh, oh, yeah the, yeah yeah Rise of the Team and and Uh, the way that the, um, you play the characters for a week for free. Sick. All right. Cool. Shit. All right. I might have to try to find a copy of the game. (laughs) Uh, anyway, um, uh, where was I? Oh, oh, the, the new, the turtles in the new cartoon. First off, the cartoon has a samurai jack. Um, and the Turtles all have different weapons-esque. Uh, first off, the the characters in Rise of the TMNT are older than what we know the Turtles to be. Um, they're like a couple, maybe a year or two older. And as you know, teenagers, teenagers change their tastes and how they feel about the world and all that kind of stuff as they get older. So the idea of the show is that because they're a little older, Raph is now the leader, not Leo. They all have different weapons. Um, um, uh, like Raph has has tonfas now. Mm. Um, uh, Mikey has uh, like um, I can't remember the type what the weapon's called, but it's the same kind of weapon that Go Go had in Kill Bill. Mm. Uh, the chain and ball thing. Right, um, right, yeah, definitely. Uh, Leo has just one giant sword. Um, but the thing that that made me laugh. Well, the thing that made me laugh because of the internet's like overreaction about shit and being ridiculous is that april is now black mm-hmm. um and the internet was just like like flipping tables over it like this is bullshit <laughs> right right uh, which i was just like yeah nothing about that character screamed she had to have a specific skin color but okay <laughs> uh, uh but the um the important thing to note is that the internet hated it um. So the second that that these turtles were announced and shown, it was like this is how you do the turtles. This they they got it right. Injustice Justice Two understands. It's just like no, Injustice Two is catering to nostalgia for one and making it fun. I like, want.
0: So here here's my other theory too, and I think it's true. Is I think the reason why they went with this look rather than say they went with the Michael Bay look or another different look is because it was easier to, uh, swap skins with, or, you know, swap skins with, the with the characters rather than to make an entire new model because they're all the same model.
1: True. Very, very, very true. Mm-hmm. So, Even though, to yeah. an extent, like, I like when they're slightly different colors and sizes. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that, that Raph would, or not Raph, but Mikey's a little bit thinner than the rest of the guys, and that Raph's a bit, a little bit bulkier. Like, I really dig that kind of thing.
0: Right, right, definitely. Um... So yeah, like they, they definitely showed it up. It looks really cool. I dig the I dig the kind of um, like it, it reminds me of much in vain of the movie look uh, of the Ninja, of the turtles. Um, the way that they they play and the way exactly they uh, uh, are showing off is really awesome. I like the presentation a lot. And they and NRS has been pretty well uh, when it comes to their models. Well, afterwards after the game came out. Um, uh, when they when it's early on, because there were people who were, there were people who were uh, not liking the models early on, uh, aka Supergirl.
1: Um, I just noticed something. Yeah, what's up? Oh my god, that's brilliant. Uh, if we, if we get through the trailer again, watch. Look at the side of the box. Oh yeah, I know uh, the pizza yeah.
0: box. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah.
1: Gotcha. I did. I just <laughs> noticed that. Yeah. Oh, that's good shit. Yeah. I like that. But yeah, definitely
0: when it came. When it comes well to another realm. Yeah, I know. Like they've they've definitely have gotten better at their models, and um, it looks really cool. I'm I'm really digging it, and uh, I cannot wait for Evo to see. Them on stage at some point because I'm sure more than likely some players gonna pick them up or some players gonna play them on stage and people are gonna lose their shit. Um, it's
1: gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Like, um, I like one of the things I think is really cool, and I should I don't know I don't know if you watched uh, footage other than this trailer because people have been able to play as them. Mm-hmm. A few people, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the the turtles have really fun dialogue with depending on who they're gonna mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they fight if they fight Batman. Um, different characters will have slightly different dialogue but they all basically uh, have lines like easter eggs from the Batman Ninja Turtle comic that came out a long time ago
0: right yeah yeah oh man there's so many I need to look through it they're like somebody posted like the entire like you know interactions with the other characters Um, it's really cool I like it well they know what they
1: like they know it's not their universe like there's uh, there was like uh, I think that yeah because I watched Donnie and and, and Raph fight and it was like Raph was like I'm gonna kick your butt Donnie and he's like shouldn't we first figure out how to get out of this dimension? So I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's that, Like to put that in there. Hell right, yeah. right, right, right. So.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Like Injustice 2 has been, um, it's been fun to watch. Like there's definitely some cool moments and just like what, what if, what if moments too as well. Um, and I'm kind of wondering like after this, like I'm not sure if Ed Boon kind of put it out there, but like, I'm not sure if there's going to be another season of characters going to bring for Injustice. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's, it's really cool. Um.
1: Um. I don't know. I think. I think definitely when when you look at Injustice Two, it's a hodgepodge of a bunch of DC characters, and then all right, of a sudden, right. Turtles is thrown in there, and you're like, "Oh, Turtles and I guess Hellboy at that point." Um, oh, I mean, Hellboy's and get,
0: so sick. I love him.
1: <laughs> um. But like, you look. You kind of look at like where, like, what are the characters could be added, and you look at what DC owns, or you look at comic books that uh, are popular enough to, to warrant new characters in Injustice. Like you the, at this point i would just love nether realm studios to make a comic book fighting game that just had characters they own not just dc like not just the dc universe but like the expansive shit like i want to see a lot of different characters i'm trying racking my brain trying to think of dc characters that could be thrown in
0: right um i will i will say this though because we the thing with uh, nrs when it comes to making games they have this two-year life cycle where they make Injustice, the Mortal Combat, then Injustice again, the Mortal Kombat again, um, and people, I mean, just competitively or, or casually, are fine at it because they make really good games or really good like uh, fighting games in that nature. So it came out in two, uh, two twenty seventeen. Um, it came out uh, last year. We are in twenty eighteen, and I say in about another year, twenty nineteen. So more than likely. I want to say that we might see something out of E3 or something maybe related to Mortal Kombat 11, which would be their next game to, to, to do. Right. Um, as far as like, if that's going to happen this year, maybe next year, for sure. Next year, for sure. But, yeah. um,
1: uh, by the way, uh, Spawn was the other character. I was definitely thinking. Oh, uh, fuck.
0: I fuck would love that was one of the, the characters that was like wanting or, or teased, or that maybe that's going to be injustice. Um, but then, you know, if, if there was a, I think Max put it out, uh put it is simply that if Spawn's gonna be in an in an in, in NRS game, I'd rather see him in Mortal Kombat. Cause in because Spawn is like he he is a straight up like I won't say evil guy, but like he, he can he does brutal stuff. Like he's sure, nice, your sure. typical he's, yeah, he's, hero. Sure. So like if he's in like a Mortal Kombat, that would be sick. But I
1: think the coolest thing they added to Mortal Kombat was horror. Characters. Like that was brilliant
0: to me. Oh yeah. Definitely, definitely. So
1: having Jason and, and Leatherface and Freddy Krueger like that, I was like, yeah, "That's really smart." Yeah, that's really cool.
0: Definitely, definitely. All right, moving on to our next topic at hand. Give me one second here. Uh, there we go, and voila. All right, so this is off of um, news.earthen. com. Um, and it is German leadership looks to promote esports as sports. Uh, this is written by uh, Ryan Girado. I'm pretty sure I mispronounced on that last part, but uh, here we go. There's acceptance in the air as Angela Market's leadership coalition seems to agree on esports growth into the mainstream competition. The Social Democratic Party, SPD, is. Oh, I like that. I like it's SPD. Um, no, if you're a Final Game fan, then you know what that is. Uh, it's likely to join with the union parties to create government coalition and one of their points of agreement and the promotion of esports with potential Olympic ambitions. Negotiations are expected to close today and are expected to state that the new government will support local clubs and esports efforts. The move would also be expected to simplify the visa process for competitors attending German events along with other benefits to not only the players, but also the industry as a whole. And the reason why I want to bring this up because there has been rumblings as far as trying to bring video games into esports, trying to trying to bring it into um, the Olympics is what I've also heard as well. We're at a point when it comes to competitive game uh funny games or just in games in general that not too recently ago we had overwatch league launch with about 10 million viewerships um at, a, at, a, at the peak of its level and was more than a uh than a football game on thursday on thursday night football and uh it again it again begs the question again as as time goes on and as people are starting to wanting to watch more competitive video games rather than real sports do you think that it is time to reconsider uh esports a a sport or part of the olympics or what have you
1: well i think i think it absolutely needs to be defined as a sport um i think uh you know you look at the term sport it literally is about competition it's 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 not necessarily about athletics it's about competition i don't want it at the olympics because the olympics are about athleticism not and, and as much as i love competitive esports like don't get me wrong adore fucking competitive esports i do not think that in any way shape or form is an esport athletic i do think that you need to be in shape i think that that's important Mm-hmm. Um, if you are in shape, your mind works a little bit better, but I don't, I just don't consider esports e- to be athletic, and to me, that's what Olympics is. Now, when we're talking about should we be considering esports a sport, absolutely 100 percent, like, like <laughs> 100 so, percent. So,
0: yeah, I. For me, like I've always went back and forth on this issue. Like I've always been like on the side of like yes, of course, esports should be a sport. Why? Sh- why shouldn't it be? Like the amount of effort that players have to go through to compete, and not just in fighting games, but we're talking about like in uh in RTA uh, in mobile games. Um, you know, you hear about these teams who uh, basically have a um, a house basically of them just come just training. The entire three, four months before they go out to a big major, like for Dota Two, like for uh, League of Legends, um, you have players traveling across the world. Like players, they're being signed up for with sponsorships. You're seeing uh, investments from com- yeah, from but- from other sports uh, companies, uh, you know, that are investing in esports. They see exactly what could potentially what it could be, and what it would it, it's it's. Uh, uh, potentially could be uh exploding into a uh, a new era of eSports so is it something that that will blossom to something that's gonna be huge I think it will um do I think by definition it should be considered a sport you know I, the old man says no but the the, the but the the new generation of, of gamers and the new generation of entertainment says yes it's kind of weird it's kind of I feel like it's like it depends on on what you see as a sport versus what you don't, um, and ar- some people argue like you know poker was on ESPN, um, chess was you know is considered you know a sport, and so like
1: I I, I, I personally I, I absolutely consider poker and chess to be sports. Mm-hmm. I sure as hell don't want to see either of those at the Olympics.
0: Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's going to be an interesting year. It's going to be interesting years as far as like from here on out. I'd say it wasn't already, but like,
1: uh, just to bring something up, also, if you're watching this podcast late, I'm gonna reference something in the chat again. Uh, so apparently, uh, Mighty Sandwich says that there's a term called cyber athlete. Which, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's really dumb, uh, it's really stupid. That's almost uh, uh Valerie, what was your favorite uh, new term for uh, <laughs> uh, for that game we were playing? Uh, what was it? Uh, it was a rogue something rogue.
0: I, I'll, I'll say but this, but. I- I'll say this: I have not heard of cyber athlete in eons. <laughs> that was that was brought up because what was it? It was like early on in the early Quake days where they were bringing that to uh, to the QuakeCon, <laughs> and like it, they were considering them as like cyber athletes. I was like, oh my god, that was wow! You brought me
1: back. <laughs> cyber athlete is. I mean, oof. you could, could maybe consider yourself a cyber athlete if you're like competing in like we fit maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, um no, I, I mean, it's, it's such a weird like concept to, I think a lot of people, like I remember back when, um, uh, sorry, just chat is cr- killing me right now. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah.
0: It anyway, does that uh, sometimes.
1: <laughs> um, uh, sorry, I'm stuttering over here. Um, Roguevania, that's what it was. Rogue uh, that was Rogue Thank you, Valer. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, Rogue is just as dumb as Cyber F. But uh, what was I going to say? <sighs> Damn it!
0: Olympics, esports. Uh...
1: No, I know that's the topic we're talking about. But you had said something, and then I got distracted, and I can't remember to say. I think, I think, at the end of the day, when it comes to, um, oh, that's what it was. That's right. Okay. Um. I remember when the first time eSports was shown on ESPN. Mm -hmm. And there are guys that that basically their entire show on ESPN is to talk about what happened throughout the week on sports. Mm -hmm. Um, And their reaction to this being a thing was hysterical to me. Because as, yes, they're the jocks that make fun of the nerd, and that's kind of annoying and shitty, um, they also didn't understand it they didn't understand why it had gotten such high ratings why so many people were end up watch ended up watching it mm-hmm. whereas regular sports people weren't watching as much they were thoroughly confused and scared and it was so goddamn funny to me
0: yeah
1: um and so like that and but that reaction also showed me that it's hard it's going to be hard to convince Football fans, baseball fans, basketball fans, hockey, soccer, tennis, golf. That playing a competitive game is a sport. That it doesn't have to be athletic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some guys, however, which I have heard, some older guys who are on ESPN were like, well, do you consider uh, poker a sport? Does it it deserve to be on this channel? Mm Mm-hmm think about that yeah of course you didn't think about that because you think <laughs> it's a video game it's for kids that's yeah, your immediate yeah, thought and yeah. you're being ignorant so and i
0: think and i think the turning point for that even came even uh three four years ago the evo um where uh there were highlights that were brought from evo onto espn and they were being covered and uh it was like the, one of the, the most infamous was um a, a guilty gear player was playing um was playing against Ogawa, one of like the best go to gear players in Japan at Evo. And he had thought he'd won the, the, the match, the, the round. And he stood up he was celebrating and didn't realize that it was another round of play. So then the minute he realized that Ogawa took advantage killed him and then you know one he celebrated and he was like he couldn't get to his stick in time to 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 uh to fight. So like since then since that very moment ESPN has been uh, finely tuned on eSports. They have their own eSports section now on ESPN as well as a podcast um, about eSports. So they are finally realizing like this is more than just a hobby that everybody does. This is becoming much more of a professional thing. Um, oh, yeah.
1: When, when fucking uh, Overwatch League gets more viewers than any game during the, the NFL playoffs. Did, that's
0: that's huge. That speaks. That speaks numbers. Did you
1: see? Did you see the numbers? Uh, actually, I'll talk about it in the next segment. Never mind.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, save it. Save it uh, for an Overwatch minute, which will happen in about three, two, one. All right, there we go. <laughs> All <laughs> right, work. guys. And then let me get this set up real quickly. Oh, actually, before that, uh, give me one second, cause. Where's my where's my where's my thing because we gotta change the topics Oops There we go All right, so Where is it? Here we go (laughs) To never watch a minute of Breaking Deeds.
1: I'll never get—I'll never get all the, all, tired of your intros. Uh. Um. Uh. So right away, I, I got to ask a question. Did I talk about playing the Blizzard World Map yet?
0: Yes, you did last week. Yes.
1: Okay. Okay. Wanted to make sure I was past that. Okay. So. Uh. So then, that's basically two things. I'm just—I'm just, I'm just going to talk about two things for the. The first thing is the Year of the Dog, uh, which is on screen at this moment. Um, It's a new Overwatch event, lots of new skins. If you remember last year, they did Year of the Rooster. It's the same idea. However, this round, um, they brought back um, CTF. Uh, They even have a competitive mode and a brand new map for CTF2, which is actually a really cool-looking map. Um, But there's a big, big caveat to CTF now, and that's... Uh, player movement abilities. So Lucio's speed, Winston's jump, Sombra's go invisible and run faster. Uh, even um, Soldier sprint. Uh, um, uh, what's her name? Farrah's um, like uh, rocket boost up. Like she can still jump and, and fly a little bit, but she can't. She can't rocket boost. Uh, Reinhardt's charge. Any of those ability movement things. The character drops the flag instantly. So, that was a big that was a big problem with CTF back when it first came out was that like Winston would drop in, drop his shield, grab the flag, leap out, and then have like players to stop other players, and the flag would be captured super quick. Um, it was a real problem. It was a real, it made CTF not that much fun. So, restricting with the restricting the player movement thing, that's I'm stu- I'm stoked about. Um, and it's made it a lot more fun. Um, another another thing is that when the player drops the flag, there's a solid three seconds before it can be picked up again. But also, the flag can be instantly picked up. It does, it's not like a, a, you have to sit there and charge it; like it's just an instant pickup. So uh, CTF is actually like a thousand times better this round. Like I really dig it. Um, uh, there's a lot of new skins, so you're seeing some of the skins right now. But some of my favorites are. Um, so, like, uh, Zarya has the Black Turtle skin. Um, I don't remember the actual Chinese names, because I'm terrible with remembering the Chinese names, but mm-hmm. she has Black Turtle. Genji has White... Um, white Tiger. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Mercy has Red... Dra- or, uh, like, the Red Phoenix. What the fuck was that called?
0: Uh, Ginbu, by the way. Um, Someone to chat. Ginbu. Yeah. Uh,
1: i trying to remember the fourth character who has a uh, skin... Has the um, the cool skin, I should say, but because last season, last a year ago, uh, four characters had uh, had skins from um, Journey to the West. Uh, so this time they did four skins that are the bird. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, the point I'm getting at is the skins are rad. Mercy's is hot as hell. Uh, Widowmaker's is hot as hell. Um, uh, but that's about it. There's not really a whole lot else. I know that, uh, uh um, McCree has a new, uh, Victor, uh, play of the game animation. Yeah. Where he, like, yeah. throws his, throws his stogie into a bunch of fireworks. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, uh, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's, um, Farah has the other skin. Those are the four that connect together, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um... It's, it's awesome, it's like, it. Those, I love the connecting skins like that, like, it's just, it's super rad, and um, I, I, I dig it, I really do. Um, but since we're going to move on from that, I want to talk about the, uh, um, that's all that's really happened in the game itself, uh, but I also want to talk about the Overwatch League. Um, so, stage one ended uh, last night.
0: But and, um, and just to, to inform people, we're in the playoffs right now. I think last I saw regarding uh, the Overwatch League, right now. Right? We're, not. No, oh, no, we're no, not. no. 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 Oh, okay. I thought no. we're in the playoffs. Okay.
1: Nope. Nope. So what it is is there's, there are four stages. Um, is it four? Let me double check. Yeah, four stages. Um, and in each, in each stage, are each player will will each team plays ten times, depending on whether they win or lose. But at the end of each stage. The top three teams will go into a sort of bracket thing. So the top three teams this in Stage 1 were the New York Excelsior, the London Spitfire, and the Houston Outlaw. Um, and because London and Houston were number one and two, or sorry, three, sorry, they were two and three, they went up against each other, and the winner of that match went up against New York. Here's the thing, though. The night started off with New York versus London, where New York won, okay? Mm -hmm. And then it was Houston versus Boston, and Houston won. And then it was uh, um, uh, Florida versus uh, Philadelphia, and uh, Philadelphia won, because Florida mayhem sucks. Um, (laughs) They're really bad. They're almost as bad as the San Francisco Shock. Um, And they're awful. Uh, (laughs) So when the London Spitfire made it, people were just like, okay, so Houston's going to win that match, like, hands down. Like, London's the underdog. That's just the odds. And then London wins it 3-1. to one. Nice. Absolutely crazy. Like, I was like, holy shit, like, they actually pulled it out. Like, oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so it was in London versus New York. And as everyone expected, New York won the first two rounds. No problem. We were like, oh, they're going to win the third one. It's going to be over. Congratulations on New York for getting your $100,000. Mm-hmm. And then London comes in and wins the next three and wins the whole thing. Yeah. See, that's the that's see,
0: that's a joy of like not giving up, but also just of uh yeah, just in competitive games in general. You may think it's over, but it really is. And those are the most magical parts of it.
1: It is not a round robin thing, Buckyo yo. It is it is yeah, it's not a round robin. It's um the first three matches of yesterday were the standard season matches. The last two matches, however, are like Super short brackety type things for just like a little bit of money. Because um, as it stands right now, week one was January 10th to February 10th. Stage two is February 21st to March 24th. Stage three is April 4th to May 5th. And then stage four is May 16th to June 16th. After that is when we get into the playoffs.
0: Okay. So in the stages, like, are they competing to uh, seed, seeding wise? Where they're going to be standing, and where who they're going to put fight in the playoffs, or is it also you have to win enough to qualify into the
1: playoffs? Um. So each um, the way that that's going to work is that the top eight teams will go into the playoffs. Um, I think there are wild card positions. Oh. But oh. I don't remember how that's going to work out. Mm. Um,
0: okay. And I and
1: okay okay that's that's, I see how that works. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So okay, um, the top six teams are in, and then there's the four teams under that are wild card. Hmm. Or something to that effect. So basically, it gives other teams a chance to like come in and be the underdogs. Right. So,
0: right. Definitely
1: um okay. so basically there's two teams total that just gets shafted uh all right which it's at this point it's probably gonna be Florida Florida and then the Shanghai dragons
0: yep yep
1: uh because Jesus Christ they're awful like like <laughs> Shanghai, the dragons haven't won a single match they yeah
0: yeah so, they, um, they are the Cleveland Browns of the overwatch league
1: <laughs> there's a lot of reasons for that too like when you look at like the teams and you look at players and you look at who's who and, and what they can do and can't do. Like, right, huge, right. There's a huge dynamic problem there. So, um, But, like, I'm, I'm very excited to see more of this. Like, I love watching it. I literally tune in every single night. And, and that was the other thing I wanted to talk about briefly, was we were talking about numbers earlier with um, competitive sports. Mm-hmm. Would you like to know how many viewers congruently were watching the last two games of last night? Basically the, 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 the stage one playoffs. I
0: wanna say 200,000,
1: at least? Little under that. Um, I saw 180,000 at one point.
0: Oh, that's good, that's good. Yeah. Um, is that is that across all their channels or just that
1: one? Across all their channels. Uh, On the standard okay. one, it was like 120.
0: Okay, all right, that's cool.
1: So, um, but yeah, the number that I saw was 100 congruent. Mm. Um, I think the highest they got at one point was like 210 but cool. that was like but i mean my, the point i'm getting at though is that's still bigger than that's still more than any playoff game for the nfl guy damn that's yeah, yeah. Um, wow i can't say that for the super bowl right <laughs> i was to
0: say like i was like oh uh, super bowl is pretty pretty good but uh, everybody watches super bowl, though. that's the thing though so
1: you're right exactly exactly yeah. so uh it's gonna be a long season uh these players are pushing themselves to an extent of the limit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ex- extremely excited to see more Overwatch League.
0: Definitely, definitely. Awesome. Is that it or is anything else?
1: That is it for the Overwatch
0: Minute. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been your Overwatch Minute with great deeds. Yeah, and they're right on time, too. Okay, guys. Um, So, we're at the... Tail end of the podcast. Um, if you were here just for the main podcast, this is where our main podcast ends. But if you're here in the stream right now, and if you want to hang out for us in the after hour show, we'll talk about any other things that we didn't talk about in the main podcast, as well as um, you know, just kind of sh- shit, pretty much. You know, asking us questions and just kind of talking to the chat and what have you. But before we do that, we we gotta end this properly. So, uh, Greg, where can i find you on the internet?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at ChubRockGeek. Um, that's where I post, post primarily. Um, I just uploaded that my review for Dragon Ball Fighters onto the Mission Start website, which Anthony will talk about in a moment. Um, and uh, Which I'll put a link in the chat as well in a second here. But also, uh, the other place you can find me is uh, um, I do a uh, bi-weekly podcast with uh, Insabiner, who's currently in the chat right now. He um, Him and I Basically watch two, two to three series, depending on length and all that kind of stuff, uh, that are on social streaming sites a la Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, what have you. Uh, and then we discuss and review them sp- with spoilers, um, just because that's fun for us. Uh, we're having a blast doing it. The current episode that's still up right now is um, uh, it's uh, our interview with Brian Volk Weiss, who developed the show Toys That Made Us. Uh, very fun interview. Skype sucks, so be prepared for that <laughs> kind of thing. But um, the stories that he gave us were absolutely fascinating. Um, and our next episode is going to be on uh, the Cloverfield Paradox, uh, uh, Devilman Crybaby, and Altered Carbon. So um, if you're interested in listening to that podcast, uh, go to what I would suggest is go to Podbean and search All Cued Up Podcasts. Because uh, Podbean will link you to every other site that it's on. So Podbean is actually like a really good like place to put all of your beans in one basket. <laughs> yeah. Um, sounds good. Sounds uh, good. Yeah, yeah, we're we're on we're on just about every platform you can get your podcast on, including YouTube. So yep. it's, please it's, go it's, check out all queued up podcast.
0: At some point your podcast is gonna be on everything. It's gonna be like on your phone, on Vita. On uh, on iPhone three and what we're uh, (laughs) we're
1: working to put it on the uh, uh, Nokia Engage here soon. Oh wow,
0: Um, that's that's wow! I'm so excited. Nokia Engage, yes. Let's bring that back. Let's bring back the taco. What did how did they what did they call it? The the taco phone because he had to to do it sideways. I don't know. Anyways, (laughs) for for those who may be older that may know what the hell an Engage is. uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DefectiveNaruto. You can follow the work that we do at MissionStartPodcast.com. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, as you can see on the screen, we have this on the, in an audio version on Tuesdays. Every, uh, every uh, Tuesday afternoon or night, or if it's later, because I'm busy, um, we upload the podcast on our website. It's on iTunes and Stitcher. So to check it out. It's called Mission Start Podcast. Um, if you want to check out um, our thoughts on a convention, we do anime convention coverage as well as convention coverage in general. We just did a podcast on Anime LA. So if you want to check that out, it's on uh, iTunes and Stitcher as well under the Conover. Uh, you can also check it out on our website in the podcast section of the website. Uh, we have a weekly Friday podcast called The Rolling 20s hosted by Jeremy Wilson. Uh, he owns a weekly podcast that he talks about comic books, movies, entertainment, uh, video games, anime, just everything in one big podcast. Um, check it out. It is on iTunes and Stitcher. They also have a Patreon as well uh, under the villain 20s and Twitter as well. forgot to mention that. Um, and then not shown in there. We have a movie podcast thats uh, I keep saying I need to update and I've been busy. But yes, we have a movie podcast. Uh, and yes, I will have it. I'm going to have it ready before this week because Black Panther is coming out this week. Uh, So I'm definitely going to have it ready for that. But, um, yeah, we have a new podcast. It's called Down in Front. Um, And uh, it's uh, also on iTunes and Stitcher. It's also in our our podcast section of our website. There's like five episodes in there, five, six episodes. But I intend to continue that uh, very, very, very soon. Um, And I think that's about it, actually, podcast-wise. Um... So, yeah, uh, this is when the main podcast ends and uh, the after hours will begin. But if you're just here for the main show, uh, thank you for coming by. Um, And uh, we'll see you guys next week with another episode of Mission Start Podcast.